Welcome everybody to episode number 77 of Game of Culture Radio. I'm your host Tyler, joined as always by our two now co-hosts, uh, starting with Graham. Graham, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I don't know if you guys know, but it's freezing here. It's been freezing here for the last <laughs> yeah. few days. And people are making this comparison. Don't ask me why or how, but it was as cold as here as it is on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very inviting, but you know, it's cold here. That's nice. How's the weather there? Yeah. How are you guys doing? Um, it is really cold here. Like half the continent is frozen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we Graham, I, I gotta tell you that we heard this week that like what I do for work is expanding into Canada, and they were like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing that?" And my first response was yes, and then I thought about going outside, and how it is here, and it's not any fun. And I thought about it being worse there and longer. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And there's really bad hockey up there, so I don't know if that oh, would work. Bad hockey. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm, I'm doing well aside from the weather. It's supposed to get a little nicer, though, starting in a couple of days, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I get to travel next week for work, so that's yay. Fun. Hopefully none of your that. flights have been canceled because... Uh... Nah, we're not supposed to have any like nasty weather, really. So that's good. it's actually supposed to warm up. Uh, over the weekend, so looking yeah. forward to that. Um, as far as like playing anything this week, um, not too much. A little bit of like Killing Floor Two we played the other night. A little bit of like some NHL. Uh, oh, we played Destiny Two, Steve. We did do that. We like, did. Uh, Sunday. Ago, so that was actually fun. Uh, some of that stuff. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a slower week gaming wise. Uh, we had some family visiting and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's been a little bit slower. But Steve, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing good. Um, I'm with you. It's it's cold here. It's like a nice, brisk, like 68 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. I'm I'm chilly. No, I'm just kidding. It, it feels nice. I I'm glad I'm avoiding the uh, freezing cold temperatures of yeah. the north. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as far as what I've been playing, um, I've been streaming a lot recently. Uh, this week especially, uh, I've been playing Bloodborne and Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, I know Blake from the community stop by and a few others. So I appreciate that. Uh, Trooper Joe on Twitch were very active in chat while they were here. So I, I definitely appreciate you guys coming by, you know, saying hi and stuff and sticking around for however long you could. And that was fun. All right, cool. So as a reminder, like Steve just said, uh, please send over support us on Twitch and Mixer. On Twi- uh, both those, actually, it's Gaming Culture Radio. Uh, hit that follow button. That really helps support us. Uh, helps us kind of get to where we want to go to make uh, make the show bigger and better for you. Uh, also, head on over to Facebook and join the Gaming Culture Radio forums where you can take part in the conversation and submit questions to be read on the show. If they are read, you are entered for our monthly giveaway. We just finished up our holiday giveaways last week. We had a grand prize winner and got him his... Uh, his prize this week, so congratulations again to Blake for that. Congratulations, Blake. And thank yeah, you, Blake, for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, that's starting this week. We'll be uh, getting our entries in for our monthly January giveaway, which we'll be doing the last episode of the month here in January. So get uh, get on over to Facebook and join the forums today if you haven't yet. All right, let's head into news for the week, our top five. And let's start with Steve. How about you kick us off this week? All right, I'll kick us off with the... Uh, there was a video released by the directors of Ninu Kuni or the publisher or whoever, and it shows off a new boss and the battle system. And I got to take a look at that, and it's got me so excited for the game. The battle system has like a like RTS-type feel, but not 
like the scary type, like Starcraft with a bunch of, um, you know, trying to do 200 actions per second or minute or whatever it is that those people do. They're so good at it. I'm not that good, but it's not scary. It looks amazing. I'm excited. Uh, you guys' thoughts on that? Tyler? Yeah, um, I, you know, I wasn't too high in this game, but the more Steve talks about it, the more interested I get. So I uh, can't say I'll get it yet, but uh, if he keeps going, I very well might. <laughs> and I need more games to play on, on PlayStation anyway. Yeah. So it is you a know, G- the, oh, you, go ahead. It's a JRPG, so that might throw you off. Some people don't like those type of games. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever truly given one like an honest shot, to be honest with you. Uh, so if you can assure me that this is the one I should try, if I try one, I might I might give it a go. Well, I can't assure you till so. I play it, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe like so. Grab, <laughs> grab, grab any thoughts on it. This game honestly is quite foreign to me. I don't know much about it. I've I haven't really put much time into JRPGs, same as you, Tyler. And it's not one that's been knocking on my door. But if I hear a lot of rattling and a lot of people talking about it and high praise. I might give it a go, but uh, I'll see what the critics say, and maybe I'll check out some videos and see if it intrigues me. But yeah, as far as that, not probably not going to get it unless something really persuades me. Okay, fair enough. All right. So, all right, let's move on to Graham. Graham, what do you have? Okay, so it seems like 2017, now that it's over, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, okay. Seems like it was the year of Nintendo. Uh, especially the Nintendo Switch. We got the new system. We got Game of the Year. We got like countless great titles from them. And with all that, uh, it's been confirmed that Nintendo Switch is now the U.S.'s all-time fastest-selling console for a run of 10 months. So congratulations to Nintendo. Um, you really gave it to the doubters because a lot of people did doubt and just thought it was going to be a failure and stuff like that. But they stepped up to the plate and i think they hit a home run maybe a grand slam you know baseball term yeah i you know (laughs) graham's gonna be much more into baseball this year i'm looking forward to that Uh, (laughs) so we discovered that graham really likes fantasy sports yes and graham didn't even know how much he likes fantasy sports i don't think until we got him to do fantasy hockey now he's gonna do baseball and he's gonna know like every player and every team by june yeah tell me about your spreadsheet graham (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not going to get into the spreadsheet. It's not true. So, That's rumors. But, but anyway, on, on Nintendo, first of all, congratulations to them. That's awesome. They they broke their own record, by the way. It was a Nintendo-held record. Yeah, by the week, uh, right? For, yep, by the week. And the second thing I'll say is that all the doubts, I think, were totally fair, based on what the Wii U oh, was and what were. it did. Yep, they were. So... Uh, it's. I don't think anything was unfair. I think everybody hoped that it would do well. I remember myself on this very show saying that I hoped it did really well, but I had concerns, and all my concerns were put to rest, except for a couple little ones, like boy, you know, party chat, which you know, hopefully somebody can come along that can fix that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, I'm sure they're hidden somewhere in a <laughs> remote town. But. You know, good for them. And and I hope that, I think the key, though, is, and they've shown, and Microsoft needs to learn from this, the key is having a really solid library of first-party titles. And if you have that, people are going to flock to your system. There was not only, it was not only that the technology was new, Graham, I think that it was, there were must-play titles on this thing, too. Yes. And that combination resulted in, you know, it becoming the fastest-selling console of all time in North America over a 10-month span. So, uh, congrats to them. They, they did everything right last year. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I agree with Tyler. Um, there were things that were like, I, I understand why people had their doubts. It, it looked from the Nintendo Direct from the very beginning with the motion controls or whatever, like why people might be hesitant because they're like, oh, they're still trying to jam this down our throats. But after playing it, um, it was, I'm happy that I bought it. You know, I had Legend of Zelda, uh, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and now coming up uh, with all the JRPGs that I love. I know, I think there's supposed to be a new Shin Megami Tensei game, SMT5. There's that Project Octopath Traveler. They all, they all look like they're going to be fun games, and that's why I think so many systems were sold. And I, I was curious, I want to know your guys' thoughts. If they didn't have such a good, even conference, but if they didn't have Super Mario Odyssey coming out this year and Zelda coming out with the system, would it have sold as well? Er, early on, yes, but I don't think it would have hit this 10-month sales mark. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I think... But early, you're gonna, always going to get that push, right? Sure. But I think over time, if, if we're like, hey, it's, it's fun, but there's really nothing to play, it wouldn't have sold as well. So, yeah. you know, that's why I said that it's a two-part thing, right? Yeah, and that, and having, Mar and like, Super Mario spread out from Zelda I also, I think, helped because it went, you know, you if you got it in July, I got my console in July, and there was no games coming out in that month, but I had Zelda that I got, and then I knew Mario was coming out later. So I think that helped them tremendously. And I'm looking forward to the games that are going to be announced um, for the system or that are coming out for the system come this year and into next. Yeah, and I know right. we don't really discuss on rumors, but some people are hinting about the Metroid Prime 4 coming out this year. But I think that's good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. That would be. It's just. Be it's just like saying mind blowing if it did. Yeah, it's, it's just like saying that they've already talked about starting on the next Zelda game. I mean, that's like saying yeah. that we started Death Stranding. Yeah. yeah. You know that. <laughs> who knows when that's coming? You know when it's actually going to be done. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Anything else on that? No, that's it for me. All right. So I have some really sad news for you know the the five people left that really love their Connect. Um. Microsoft has ceased the production of the adapter to plug your Kinect into the Xbox One S or X. So it, it's kind of going through uh, to find the stash that's out there now if you're really looking for one. I'll be honest, like, I liked Kinect for the navigational piece. Yes. I liked it for turning on my TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Not, but I liked but it. It was great when I come home from work go up and I'm like Xbox on and, bloop, yes. and come on and then if yes. I had set for the automatic old TV then my TV would come on and if I got mm -hmm. left off on a sports channel that's what would start that sports channel so th yeah. that is what I really enjoyed and I missed and when I got the 1S I had the opportunity to get the adapter and I called them and they were supposed to send me one but they didn't and like I realized I was kind of dependent on it I didn't really need it so I'm okay without not having it. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, my Connect broke or just stopped working like a few months ago, and it actually made me sad because of how much, like, I did without it. Like, I could, uh, what was it? There was certain things you couldn't do without the Connect being plugged in, like going to um, TV straight from your Xbox. I, I forget. It. Oh, it's turning the yeah. TV on. 
It was turning yes. the TV yeah. on when you turned your Xbox on. And just having yep. to press the button on my remote after so long just having to press. Because I used to just press my controller and then my TV came on. And when my Kinect went down, that stopped working. And I, it's so lazy, but yeah. I miss it. <laughs> I, I never had it for the games. Or I did when it yeah. first came out. But the, the movement and like traversing the Xbox using your voice was nice. And after Tyler goes, I, I think I have an idea of what maybe they should do. But okay. Well, I was just going to say, what does this mean for Just Dance? Because doesn't Just Dance require the Kinect? Uh, you can use your phone, I think, as a controller. You got to hold yeah. on your phone? It would yeah. be really disappointing if Just Dance suffered from this. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, no, like, for, uh, just piggybacking on what you guys said, like the navigational piece was awesome. And being able to say record that and, you know, yeah. in the moment and not have to fumble through all the stuff and you know that that was all really cool i i liked that part and i like being able to go back and forth from tv to you know a game and just being able to go straight through game by talking to it and when it came out in 2013 i was yelling at the tv all the time and mm -hmm. you know and i'm sure i sounded crazy to neighbors <laughs> but it was uh it was fun and it was really cool and that part of the technology worked really well yeah it was the gaming piece that didn't work at all yeah, and I shouldn't say it all, but it wasn't what it needed to be in 2013, and it's certainly not what it needs to be in 2018. So, I think uh, I think this was a foregone conclusion. It happened a little faster than I thought, but I think they're just trying to put it in the past and kind of forget it ever happened because they don't even talk about it. So yeah. you don't think we'll ever, 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 ever see a reiteration of this from no. Microsoft? No, what nope, I nope. I think the next thing we'll see is VR. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. I think yep. this might actually, based on speculation, clue us into what they're doing. And if they cancel it so quickly, maybe VR is coming sooner than we think. Um, I would like I would like to know that for sure. Yeah, and and Steve, I don't want to get too far off here because I want to kind of stay on topic, but. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they had a huge VR like bombshell type announcement at E3 this year because everybody knows Sony's got to announce a PS5 at E3. Like yeah. they have to. Yep. So Microsoft has to have something to offset that. They have. They just have to. Yeah. And if they can show a VR that is significantly better than PSVR for about the same price, that could be a game changer, but not just the technology. Going back to the Nintendo thing again, games. they've got to show games and not rehashes of games that are you know years old. Yeah. They've got to have new must-play titles. What what if they came out and said Halo Six is going to be VR? That would be awesome. And that's total speculation. I haven't seen anything on that. But <laughs> yeah, what if? See, and that's where like I know Oculus. Rift had some price drops over this holiday season to, I think, similar, not exactly the same, but similar to the PSVR. But you also got to remember the PSVR, you needed to buy the Move and the two Move controllers or the, the camera and the Move controllers. So, like, really, most a lot of people didn't have that. So the price kind of gets jumped or bumped up there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if they announce, like, a partnership, and I think they would need to. I don't think Microsoft creating their own vr system is going to be the best thing i think creating like or putting oculus rift or the htc vibe but i think the rift is more likely on to the xbox one x would be a uh, really nice thing but yeah i and, agree you need to have games 
Yeah, and and speaking of uh, HTC, Graham, if you haven't bought one yet, there's rumors today that they're going to announce at um, CES here the um, a higher resolution HTC Vive. Oh, really? Great. Yep. More money. So that'll be yeah, that'll be occurring either this week or next week. I don't <laughs> remember, but but yeah, it's uh, that, so that's probably coming too, and that's probably going to be back at the price point that we originally saw for these. So because they've been coming down you know steadily but now with a higher res one you're going to see a higher price so but you can probably right. see price drops with the the originals so. original yes yeah. and and now the oculus is at the price point where it makes sense as a pack-in for xbox if they wanted to pair with it yeah and do something with it it's not out of people's range anymore it's it's in that psvr price range and i think it can give not just a competitive, but maybe even a better technology if they do it right. Well, it's not I would better just because, but they have to do it right. Yeah, like I would think it would be better just because the One X is a way more powerful system, and it would be capable of rendering, I guess, VR better if that's the proper term to use for that. So, yeah, no, I think the One X opens up the door for it partnering and maybe even being packaged in i don't know if it packaged in but being supporting the oculus rift yeah and i definitely look forward to see what they're going to offer and the thing is because i'm still hell-bent on getting the vibe over the oculus rift just because it's more freedom and more immersion you walk around and stuff like that so maybe they're going to come up with an oculus that's going to be capable of like you moving around so it is more immersive and maybe that will be the announcement. Who knows, right? Yeah, it'd be cool if it was. All right, so let's move on to number four. Steve, back to you. All right, so for number four, it's uh, Monster Hunter World. The Elder Dragons trailer was released. It shows some big-looking dragons that uh, we can fight. I think they're towards the post-game. I'm not sure on that. Um, but there's also re- re- or released that uh, Monster Hunter Worlds will have free post-release DLC, which is exciting. That should add new monsters to fight and help maybe give the game life. And it's free. Can't complain about that. And right now, the beta just went live on the PS4. Or it's going live soon. I I think it's live right now. But if you have a PS4 and you want to test it out, there's your chance. Alright, sounds good. I don't have much to add on that. Graham? When I saw it at E3, it, it definitely, definitely intrigued me, but it's it's going to be hard. I got to think about it and maybe look into it before I jump to commit to it. The fact that it offers the beta, that's that's a good opening right there. Like there's really nothing to lose in getting the beta and trying it out. So I maybe I'll try it on. It's PS4. Like I'm usually mainly an Xbox guy, but. I have no problem with trying it out on the PS4 and seeing what it's like. But I keep hearing great things about it, and you guys keep talking good things about it. So we'll see. I'm Like I said, I'm not going to commit to it right now, but uh, we'll see. I, I got my dates mixed up. It's uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time on January 18th. That's 9 p.m. Eastern for the Eastern folks that don't like converting from Pacific. <laughs> and it concludes on the 21st at the same time. So you have a whole weekend right before the game comes out to test it out. And that might help sales, might not. Um, but we'll see. All right, and let's finish this up with number five, Graham. What do you have? Okay, so number five, I 
seeing sticking with Nintendo and we mentioned before about Zelda. Well, people are wondering just a little bit of tidbit of the new Zelda. Well, not rumor has it, it's been confirmed that if you like the open world concept, which I'm pretty sure everyone did, and that's why the game did so well, this game of the year and got 10 out of 10 and blah, 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 and go on forever, was the open world concept idea. So I might miss up this name, but E.G. Anuma told IGN in an interview, this is how he quoted it, my eyes have been open to how important that is. Now he's talking about open world. So he's pretty much have confirmed that the next Zelda will keep this concept of open world because he's seen how the fans reacted to it and how well it was received. So, you know, the old adage, if it ain't broken, you don't fix it, right? So he sees that this works, and he's like, other games, titles, and people might go in their direction, but he thinks this is a good direction for them. So fans of this, which I am, and I'm sure Steven is, I'm sure is excited to hear this news. What do you think, Steven? Yeah, I am excited. I I didn't hate Ocarina of Time. I just, I played it later than most people so it doesn't have the love and like that it's a good game but when i'm playing breath of the wild like this is my favorite zelda game because i can go anywhere and do anything and like they actually mean you can go anywhere you can climb absolutely anything which is so nice compared to a lot of open world games and it actually made it hard to go to some open world games where you can't because you just want to like you see something you're like i want to climb that oh it's you can't it's not zelda so it's made me not want to go back to Horizon because of it, because I remember the traversal in that is not as good as Zelda. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a good thing to keep. Yeah, yeah. How how can they not? Yeah, I guess that's my question. I mean, it, the game was so wildly successful and so well reviewed, was Game of the Year. How do you go away from that formula at this point? They just need to further it, make it a little bigger, and further the story for players, and keep what's working for them. So, not surprised to hear that at all. Yep. All right. Anything else? Uh, that, all right, that does it. All right. <laughs> that's it for <laughs> our top five news yeah, items. That's it. Yeah. That's it for our top five news items of the week. And let's move into uh, new releases slash deals. And let's start with PlayStation with Steve. What do you have? All right, so PlayStation has no new releases, um, but they do have a few deals. Uh, the hum- PS4 Holiday Week 4 sale is going on right now. There's a lot of good games. I think it ends on the 9th, so you don't have a lot of time, but you have four days. If you have, if th- there's something you're looking for, it might be there, and now's your best chance to get it. And then for PC... Uh, there are a couple, there's one new release that it came out a month ago, but it really got big recently and it's called they are billions. It's a zombie RTS game that has had a lot of people like playing. I see it on Twitch all the time and it looks really fun. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but you, you like, uh, zombies attack your village and you like make, you try to make your village stronger and then more zombies come and stuff like that. And it gets progressively harder, but all the reviews are great. If you're looking for a new RTS game, they said it's as good as like the good Command & Conquer games. That might be for you. And for deals on the PC, uh, Humble Monthly Bundle, which is 
For $12 every month, you get a bundle of games that has like a $200 MSRP value. But you can get Civilization VI and two of its DLC packs, Vikings and the Australia uh, Civil Australian Empire DLC pack for $12, plus a bunch of other games that will be uh, shown come the end of this month. But you can download Civ Six right now for $12, just in time for the expansion that releases right at the beginning of February. So if you like the Civilization games and you haven't bought Six, you can't pass it up for $12. All right. Cool. And I'll go next for Xbox. No real releases this week. Kind of the dead zone for new games right now. But I'll tell you my favorite deal of the week if you go on to Games with Gold is Super Mega Baseball. and uh, Or Deals with Gold, sorry. Super Mega Baseball is 70% off currently. I know it was a Games with Gold title a few months ago. But if you didn't pick it up then, it is 70% off now. And it's pretty fun. So Spring Training is only a month away. So if you're looking forward to baseball, pick that up. It has mechanics actually really similar to MLB The Show. If uh, if you're looking for something like that, so don't let the the animations of the game fool you. And then for games with gold, you can currently pick up the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing Three. That's available all of January, and you have until the 15th January to pick up Back to the Future, the 38th anniversary edition on Xbox One. For 360, you can pick up Tomb Raider Underworld until the 15th and then uh coming later this month available on the 16th you have zombie for xbox one and army of two which is actually a pretty fun game uh for the 360 on backwards compatibility so that is it for xbox Graham. what do you have for nintendo wait okay uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, steve ahead, i just Stephen. i was gonna mention the playstation plus games i forgot to um for ps plus you can get deus ex mankind divided on ps4 uh it's a pretty fun game batman the telltale series i think that's the first one uh, also on PS4, uh, Sacred Three and the Book of Unwritten Tales Two on the PS3, Psychopaths Mandatory Happens on the Vita and the PS4, Uncanny Valley on the Vita and PS4, and Starblood Arena for the PSVR. And that's that's it for those. Now, okay, Graham. now Graham. <laughs> okay, now I can go. So first of all, I'm going to confess that I haven't played either of these two titles. Now th- this one title, Super Meat Boy. Uh, I know Steven's played it, and I'll let him talk on it a little bit. But I played a title that's very similar to it called The End is Nigh. And if it's a similar type of game, then I can see it being it's super addicting, and it's very challenging. And it's if you like that type of game, then you're really going to enjoy it, but it's not for everyone. So, Steven, what do you got to say? Yeah, on it's, it's hard, but so much fun. Like, the levels are like maybe 20 seconds long it's a platform game you have to like the main goal is to get to the end of the level like the to save the girl but there's like bandages you can pick up that are like the collectibles and some of them are extremely difficult to get to and yeah it's a quick platforming game lots of levels extremely fun i played a lot of it on the xbox 360 and i think i might buy it again on the switch just because it's mobile and it'd be fun to play like anywhere so that's that's exciting that it came yeah, and this game, I hopefully you've played a Steven, but Escapist 2. I've heard really great things about this game, and I think I might pick this one up because it's on the Switch, and it's probably a great mobile game as well. Um, have you played a Steven? Or no, I played, I played the first one. Um, it's like a game where you're trying to break out of prison. It's an 8-bit title. Yeah. It's kind of like an old-school adventure game where you 
combine like different items into other things. But didn't they put like cool different skins on it too? Yes. At yes, some point, yeah. Yeah. So different themes or whatever, yeah. So what you gotta basically like figure it out, break out of prison, and you gotta like come up yep. with like your own like idea or plan and try to get out. Yeah, and I think there's some yep. like it starts off easy like on a small like little jail, and then it goes up to like maximum security prison type of thing. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So like so. if you get out, you gotta like sneak past guards and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that sounds like pretty cool, and I think that would be an appealing uh, switch title, as well as mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy. So yeah couple great games there and another great game another one i haven't played is oxen free now i've heard great things mm. about this game um it was a game with gold free game right on the xbox yep like so last I've, month yeah, or something two months ago yeah i've downloaded it on there but i really didn't get a chance to play it but i've heard great things about it but the biggest thing about this appeal to me is the price drop now this is regular a 1999 game but it's on sale right now for four ninety nine, so that's fifteen. If my math is correct, let me check it. Yes, fifteen dollars. So that's fifteen dollars off. So great game. Have either one of you guys played this? You guys have probably downloaded it because this game was gold. Got anything to add? I I've not actually played it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I played definitely worth it. I played about ten minutes of it. Uh, I just wasn't in the mood. It it seemed it was interesting for what I played. But you have to be in the mood for those type of games, and I was not. So yeah. I will try eventually to go back to it. Okay. Cool. Anything else, Graham? Is that all you got? That is all I got, sir. All right. So let's head into questions. Steve. All right, so the first question, and we kind of already talked about it, but it was from Richard Carl or Brian Popes. Um, are you guys excited for Monster Hunter Worlds? Have you played any of the previous iterations? Well, So I'm cautiously excited. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, I'll play the game. I'm really, really hoping I like it. And uh, I, I'm being optimistic for it at this point. I, I wasn't terribly thrilled with what I first saw at E3 last year, but then I saw some more stuff and it looked better. So we'll see kind of what happens when it releases. But like I said, I'm cautiously excited to get my hands on it. And me, I'm just cautious. I'm <laughs> going to let these two guys pick it up first if they're going to. It's and already pre-ordered, Graham. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to see what they got to say about it, and I'll make my judgment there. I almost picked up a Monster Hunter for my 3DS uh, Generations. It looked really fun and interesting, so I don't know if that's still in that same direction. But like I said, i got to do a little bit of research. I'm it's not going to commit to it, but we'll see. It's, it's the same game, like, series, Graham. It, yeah. it just looks less cartoon. Not like cartoony, I guess. I have played previous Monster Hunter iteration. I have Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on my 3DS. Um, it's a very fun game. It's fun going around killing monsters. and Because instead of all the grindy stuff, and I've heard they actually fix this, because there's a little bit of it in, in the previous 3DS games. Instead of having to go, like, fetch, you know, 12 pieces of lettuce or something, they they kind of tone that down, and now it's really just... You know, you go fight the big monster to level up your equipment, to go fight a bigger monster to level up your equipment, and, like, that is the progression of the game. But it's extremely fun. I really hope you like it, Tyler, and I hope you get it, Graham, because it's really fun to play with people, and I I would like to have people to play with. (laughs) So if they don't play it and people in our community do that want to, you know, maybe play with us, uh, you can come play with me. 
if, if they don't like <laughs> so, it. Because I know I'm I'm so excited for this game. I've been watching videos yeah. like for the last month. So Graham, you're you're still in on Sea of Thieves, right? Yes, I'm a hundred percent in. That that game Good. has been pre ordered for I think well over a year now. Good, because I pre- I pulled the trigger yesterday and I pre ordered it yesterday. So I'm uh, I can't wait for that game to come out. I can't either. It's just like two months away now. A little more than two months. Yeah, it's going to fly by. So, I know. Hopefully. <laughs> all right. What do you got right. next? All right, next question from Brian Richland. This one's a little, little darker. It's, uh, have you ever thought about giving up gaming? If so, why? Every time we play NHL. <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> some, some games are just really frustrating sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, honestly, no. Um, it's become not just a part of like my entertainment, but just part of like who I am, I guess. Um, it's, it's something that it's, I guess, I don't know. It's hard to explain it. It's not just entertainment. It's something that I do. It's like, you know, I, I talk to you guys over it. We, we use it as a, uh, a medium to talk about this show and what we want to do and, you know, the, you meet people there that are just awesome people, and you meet some people that are not so awesome <laughs> sometimes. And, you know, that's what removing block is for, apparently. So, um, <laughs> but no, it's it's just a fixture for me. And, and, like, it's, there have been times where life hasn't been good, but gaming's been a positive thing, you know, for me in those times, and it's kind of helped bring it bring me out of that and I know I'm far 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 from alone in that story um and it's not just the game itself but it's that connection that you make with people sometimes that really kind of brings you through that um but like and, and sometimes too it's just like the blow off steam like you come home you have a crappy day at work and you know you get out and play a game for a little bit as long as it's like the right kind of game like Steve you talked about mindset right so it's got to be the type of game you're in the mindset for, but man, it can it can totally change how your day went if uh, if you put in the right game at the right time and you just have a blast playing it. So no, I, I don't think I'll ever quit uh, playing. I don't foresee that. No, I, I can see the types of games I change I, I play changing over time, but I don't think I'll ever totally give it up. Yeah, um, I'll go next then. Uh, I'm with you. I I've never thought about giving it up completely in the sense that I'll never come back to it. There have been times where I just can't find something to play and it's all mindset. I just, I, I've put in like hunt, like I, I've had moments where I've switched like seven games and I couldn't, I didn't enjoy playing either of them. I put them for like 15 minutes a piece and I'm like, Nope, 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 Nope. So there are, and that was lasted like a month, but I ended up going on to Twitch and watching other people play games uh, instead. And that's, I, I don't count that as giving up gaming because I'm still watching people play games, but I'm with Tyler. I like talking to people while I'm playing it. Uh, if I, when I discovered party chat and, or just talking online back when I was a freshman in high school is when I got my 360. man, <laughs> my grades went down a bit. Cause I, I just enjoyed being able to talk to people across the country on there and hanging out with people you probably wouldn't get to talk to otherwise. So yeah, like I do love movies and I love TV and I love sports and, but all those things are not 
like it doesn't make you social the same way that gaming is so right so no i and don't think i'll ever give it up I, i'm with tyler were, not all the, the games will probably change though so sorry tyler <laughs> yeah no real quick before graham goes i for me what changed it all was like xbox live and playstation plus you know because those things took it from being an activity because you know i had a nintendo nes and i had a playstation one and you just buy a game you pop it in you play it you might have a friend over who plays it too and that's great but a lot of times you're just sitting chilling in your room as a kid playing the game yep um but Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus, changed it from an activity into an experience and a community. And that's what, for me, was the game changer. Yeah. And that's what brings me back, is the experience and the community piece, more so than just the games. The games are the platform that we use to have that experience. But for me, it's more about just that um, connection that you kind of make there. And it's, I don't know, it's a cool thing. It's hard to explain to people that don't do it. Because they just shake their head and roll their eyes, and they're like, you're such a dork. I know. <laughs> and, you know yeah. But it's, uh, and that's fine. I mean, they, I mean, it, not in a mean way. Like, I, I know people at work that are like that. <laughs> it's totally fine. We, we have fun with it. Yep. But, and I don't think that's, a movie can't give you that. No. And, like, um, oh, and uh, real quick, and like a sporting event can, like if you're there with people or if you're like at a bar watching it with people. Yeah. But just sitting at home on your couch watching it on TV by yourself, that doesn't give you that. Nope. So I think it's a different medium in a lot of ways. No, and, Go ahead, sorry. And like, so with Twitch or YouTube Live or whatever, you know, you're watching someone play a video game, but you're actively talking with the streamer and the people in the community. And, like, that's really the only artistic medium that you can do that in. You can't really do that with movies. Though I do miss the Netflix party chat thing they had for, like, a year on Xbox 360. That was so much fun yes. to watch bad movies with buddies and, like, making fun of it. But that yes. was through Xbox Live. <laughs> so... Mm -hmm. I just, it's such a community. It feels great to be a part of something where you're, you're talking with people you probably would never have talked to. And it helps open people up to, you know, new ideas. And I think it helps people be more empathetic, to be honest. Like, and, and yeah, I agree. And it's stuff like that that makes us want to do this show, honestly. Yeah. You know, to, to build a community of people that are just, you know, they're not dickheads and they're you know I, I like to say we're a positive gaming podcast but we're also realistic right sure. we'll call things out um if they're not if we don't think they're right and that doesn't mean they're not right just we don't see it that way but we like to think we're positive overall we're here because gaming is good and it's fun and it brings people together and that's cool that's what's cool about it so yeah, I don't. I don't ever foresee myself giving that up, Graham. Uh, we've been waiting for you to speak for a while. Yeah, I know. It's like, are you guys going like, to come up for air or something? Like, uh, well, okay. For me, I don't see me giving up on gaming because it's become a pretty steady staple in my life. Uh, the games may change, the amount I play may change, because. But there are some titles like Tomb Raider, um, NHL. I've been playing NHL, the EA series since NHL '94. And I pretty much bought one every year. I've had some, there was a few years growing up where I stopped because I was moving around and I was just working all the time. 
but I don't see it leaving. There's too many great games and steady games like Fallout franchise, uh, the Zelda series, and there's different platforms that I could be playing on. Maybe I'll become more of a PC gamer or something like that. Maybe I'll have a little more, less ADD and I can stick to a game long enough to complete a game of Civilization or something like that. But overall, no, I don't see it changing. And I've incorporated it with other interests too. Like I'm a huge music fan and I play like Guitar Hero and like Rock Band and Rocksmith. So I incorporate two of my my interests into one. So I don't see me ever stopping. And like I said, maybe the amount and maybe the games will change. Uh, but no, um, in my future, I see me gaming. Maybe I'll be more into uh, VR and stuff. But because there's lots of ways to go and stuff like that. And I quite enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like guys say, it's, it's a good escape. It's like watching movies, but interactive. Yeah. You're yeah. controlling the outcome. And then you can actually play it again and something different will happen. Like if you rewatch the same movie, nothing's going to change. The same thing, same right. people are going to die, the same events will unfold. So it's great that you can change that and alter it and go off the deep end and say, okay, I'm going to be a different kind of character. I'm just going to kill everybody instead of a friend of anybody. Yeah. And now like games are so advanced, the outcome changes. Like it's great. Like there's just so much great games out there. It's, so like the, even The Witcher Three, like that's a great example of a, a story-driven great game that you can change and mess around with. So, or yeah, yeah. Divinity see. Original Sin Two, uh, you guys should get on that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just just to add, like yes, Graham, you're a huge music fan. I, I don't think anybody realizes how big of a music fan Graham is. Um. But uh, as a Canadian, Graham loves everything Canadian. So everybody <laughs> in the community, feel free to share your favorite Celine Dion and Nickelback, especially Nickelback. Yep. Um, Don't songs with Graham. Yeah, he's a huge Nickelback fan. He is. Jay Beebs too. He, he has he has replaced yeah. um, the maple leaf on the Canadian flag with the logo of Nickelback, and it hangs <laughs> in his bedroom. I don't even know if yeah. they have a logo. They probably oh. do. <laughs> Oh, you lie. <laughs> let, let, let me check my wall. Graham's oh, just yeah, being yeah, modest. Yeah, they, do, yeah. they do. Graham's a yes. Nickelback fan. Yeah. Do not believe them. <laughs> you know me. You guys know me. Well, you don't believe Okay, me. Graham, I'll, I'll give you a chance to clear your name. Aside from Celine Dion and Nickelback, who's your favorite band of all time? Metallica. Okay. So. And I, I gave the devil the horn because you just can't say Metallica. Metallica. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Steve, what else do we have? Uh, Dylan Anderson asks, do you think Microsoft will have any sort of exclusives this year, or is Sony going to dominate sales this year? It seems like Microsoft has done nothing except crack down. Uh, I'll go right right away. Sea of Thieves, Dylan. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And (laughs) Ori Ori and uh, the Will of the Wisps or something. Yeah, Yeah, Will of the Wisps. And, and now that that's not a console mover. That's that's one of those games yeah. that's like, hey, if you already have it, that's an awesome perk, right? And there'll be a Forza um, game. There would there will certainly be a Forza game. We'll get Forza, Forza Horizon. Horizon. We'll get Forza Horizon Four for sure. Aww. Um Well, I, I mean, that's oh, never mind. I'm, I haven't finished. See, Sea of Thieves. Sea <laughs> of Thieves has a potential to be a game changer. I think if it's good, yeah. If it's good, but yeah. Yeah, if it's good, has the potential. So, Not from what you thing. guys have played in the alpha, mm-hmm. would you guys say it's good? 
Like, can oh, you? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, there's so much stuff you can do, and it's just so much fun, and there's so much like stupidity in the game that's just like silly and fun. Yeah, and it's, it's so it's we can't get into specifics, obviously, sure. but yeah. And to me, it's one of those type of games where, like, you know those days where you don't really feel like playing anything, but you kind of also want to just do something? This is the mm-hmm. game I could see being that thing you just want to do. Because you can do nothing in the game and have fun. Like, you can mess around, yeah. you know, get drunk or whatever in the game and just have fun. Like, that, it's going to be my time waster, but I also think it's going to be very... There's, I think there's a lot of stuff to do, because based on what we played, I mean, we can't talk much, mm-hmm. but there is stuff to do in the game, and I can see it having a long future. So I'm yeah, hoping. I agree. But I also think we'll get Halo 6 this year, and I think it'll come out this year. E3 will... E3 is the make-or-break thing for Microsoft, in my opinion. But I do think they'll yes. have exclusives this year. But Sony will dominate the early early parts of the year. So, do you see them doing something like they did with Rise of the Tomb Raider again? With another title? Well, they did it with PUBG, well, so... Did they? Yeah, but that that's only because they haven't developed it for the other consoles yet. So... I think it's going to be on the other consoles. I, it is. They, they came out this week and said yes. Oh, okay. Oh, did they? So, mm-hmm. But they said it's going to take a while to get it developed for PS to get it ready for PS4. So. See, and I've heard that from other people that um, PUBG might be the the system mover for Xbox right now. Like, yeah, it's such a game that you don't because on PC it's it's hard on your PC. I've heard so you need a decent mm-hmm. to good PC to run the game smooth. But like mm-hmm. for the Xbox One X, it's five hundred dollars. You're not getting a PC. At least pre-built for that price. So yeah, yeah, that can for, run it for sure. If you're trying and to play the game, Xbox One X might be your best source. And I, I'm curious I to see what the sales numbers is coming out in the next few months and how well they're doing. Yeah. If it's if it's push system. And Microsoft really doesn't share console sales numbers yeah. that much. And and I think part of it is because like even though the sales are good compared to last gen. They don't look good compared to PS4, so everybody just assumes that's a failure. Yeah. Even though it's really not. I mean, PS4 has just been wildly successful. So, but I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you know um, PUBG might be that console mover right now. But what I'm starting to think about, and I, I've said many, many, many times on the show that Halo Six is coming out this year. Yes. Um, it, it has to, because next year. Is already a Gears of War year. Yep, and a Battlefield year, right? Or is Battlefield this year? Battlefield will be this year, and it's supposed to be back how many three? I hope so. Man, I love the bad company. But, but that's the leak anyway, and the rumor. <laughs> so, um, I'm wondering, like, they haven't said a thing about Halo Six yet. Not a word. Yeah. Other than that, it's gonna have split screen. They did confirm that, but. They haven't announced it. They haven't said anything. I think there's something really big coming with this game, and with, I, I don't know if it's going to be a VR tie-in or what. But it's it's going to either that or they're just saying it to be like the the Bethesda type announcement at E3 where they just say, "Hey, here's the game," and by the way, it's out in three months. It might be like that. I do like those announcements. <laughs> I do too. I, it gets people excited, and it also doesn't make me get overhyped. Like, uh, what was that game? The one that was canceled like a year ago, almost to the Scalebound? Oh, yeah. 
Like, that game was out. I was interested, you know, because I like JRPGs, and you get to ride a dragon. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I needed to know about it. And yeah. and I was excited, and then it canceled. And I, I don't like that sort of thing, and I, that's why I hate Sony for doing it, because they always put games out, like, five years in advance, and so I'm hyped, and if it gets canceled, it, like, it's like, oh, now I'll never get to play that. And Microsoft did it well, with Fable and Scalebound. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but I'll say forever, like, you know, again, I like both consoles, but... Sony's always out to win E3, and they'll throw everything they've got. Like, even things that they just drew on a napkin earlier that day, <laughs> they'll they'll put it up there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, and uh, and people eat it up, man. And, like, you watch, like, the, the post-show things, the panels and stuff, and they're like, that's the greatest conference that's ever happened since Sony did it last year. Yeah. And, and it... it it's funny. It feels like a double standard. It feels like there's different standards for the different companies when it comes to E3. Oh, there are. Like there are. Nintendo can do anything. Yep. Nintendo can say we have a new game called like literally a bag of dog poo, <laughs> and when you go to the store, you buy a brown bag of dog poo, and people would be like, "Oh, game of the year." <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, and then. Sony could show games like literally saying releasing by 2050 and they'd be like the greatest thing ever and like you know Microsoft and and to be fair Microsoft had a didn't show a lot for exclusives last year like they did but they didn't yeah yeah it was weird it felt like they did they tried to convince us that yeah but a lot of them but then it was a really yeah it was a thin year for them and, and this year looks to be the same thing but it's a different standard though it is and microsoft's just made a decision to not show things that are coming out in eight years and i know it might seem like i'm exaggerating but it's not necessarily exaggeration to say that when kojima shows up and says i've thought of this game to think that it might be eight years away <laughs> well how long was that it's, one not uh, it wasn't the last guard was it the last guardian it was like yes a ps it took forever game. That didn't make it until PS4. Like, it was come originally on. <laughs> on the Commodore 64, and it finally made it out. But no, it's, it's like, just yeah, dumb. They showed it like every E3 for the last like six, seven years, and it's stuff like that. I, I, I'm yeah. with you. But speaking of the Rise of the Tomb Raider thing you're talking about, I'm curious yeah. if Anthem will be. I, I don't think it will be like yeah. a year thing. No, it won't. But I, I think, think so. Anthem could be similar to Destiny, which sucks. For PlayStation owners, where you know Xbox owners might get an extra like strike or something, whatever they're calling it in Anthem, um, and really content should not be one console exclusive. There's no reason. I agree. PlayStation should have an extra strike over Xbox for Destiny. That is just shady business. And I I like both consoles equally, but I prefer my multiplayer games on the Xbox because of party chat. And so I'm always going to lean towards those. So mm-hmm. I'll buy Destiny on the Xbox. And I think it sucks for us that we did not get that extra strike. But if it happens the other way, I'm going to also say it sucks, even though I get the benefit. Yeah. It's stupid. I mean, I, I thought it sucked for PlayStation owners when Rise of the Tomb Raider wasn't going to be out there for a year. Oh, yeah. that, that game was awesome. Yeah. Yep. That That's still one of the most... I, I really think, outside of Sunset Overdrive, like... I think Rise of Tomb Raider is my second favorite game on Xbox One. Yeah, uh, it was just that good. Like I couldn't put it down. Definitely did an injustice. 
Sorry, so, <laughs> getting a little off topic, but yes, we I, are. I'm sorry. I think we all think that Microsoft will have more exclusives than shown, and I, I'm curious yeah. if Crackdown actually comes out this year. I'm almost. I'm wondering not. if it's going to come out at all. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm with you there. It did if not. If it gets delayed again, they're going to cancel it. Yep. When, so when's the release date? Does anyone know off the top of their? Head? I don't know. I don't. I don't know because I've lost interest. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I've kind of given up on the game. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Let's see if it pops up. Uh, okay. Oh, seven. No, nope. Never mind. Sorry. Sixteen. Nope. Unspecified spring 2018. It's been yeah. delayed twice. I, I. I don't think it's coming. I. I just don't. I'm really worried about it, and you know, if it's supposed to be spring 18, I mean, guess what? That's four months away. They should have a release date. Yep. So. And. But anyway. What else do we got? Yeah, okay, fine. well, just hold on now. Before you go into yeah, the yeah. last question, we're talking okay. about like news and stuff like that. This just came up. Now, it says rumor, but it's a video. So they're saying a video has surfaced that allegedly shows Nintendo Switch version 5.0 with cloud storage, party chat, and custom themes. Ooh. It's about time. So, because you, you know what that should have been, Graham? That should have been Nintendo Switch oh, version yeah. 1.0. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, at least the party I know, chat. like. Right. We know that we know this for sure, but the fact that yeah. there is hope that this is coming out, and like we we're just talking about, like a direct maybe coming up in the near future. This mm-hmm. this could be like starting to leak earlier, right? So yeah. this could bring yeah. some, uh, like some depth to what they're saying. So yeah, sure. That's but but here's what I'll tell you, Graham, and here's where you might disagree with me, okay? But I disagree. <laughs> I know, but I'm not going to give them any credit for that. No, but, not for but it's what they should have had from the beginning. But not for party chat. Cloud storage is like, interesting. Cloud storage is awesome, but but party chat. I'm not giving them any credit. I'm not going to pat them on the back and say Nintendo's awesome. No, no. for doing this, I'd, um, I'd be like, it's about time. But this frankly, is a yeah. great welcome thing. Like, <laughs> how many titles do we each own that they're multiplayer online, but like we don't feel like yep. playing, or we'll go on Xbox and we'll talk and then play. But this is something yeah. that we can exclusively play and talk so, like this. So, so full disclosure, everybody. There have been times where we've gotten on Xbox and we have full intention of playing something, and we just get in party chat and we get in that mode where we're like, eh, nothing sounds good. And like four hours later, we haven't played anything, and all we've done is talk in the party. Yeah, it's happened. I enjoy them. And there, there may have been some alcoholic beverages consumed <laughs> in the in the interim. I don't but, know what you're talking about. I've never drank it. I would never do that. that. <laughs> it's the Canadians that do that. Yeah. Yeah. Gives, oh. gives everyone a bad. Uh, bad <laughs> so Blame anyway, but, but hey, awesome that it's finally coming. But yeah. I'm not going to pat them on the back for doing what they should have done a year ago. Yeah, I so, mean, to, to be um, frank, I might be on on my own island here with this opinion. But honestly, with Nintendo, <laughs> I don't care about party chat. I I know others do. I'm not saying they don't. But for me, Nintendo games were always, like, single-player or couch co-op things. So this really is not, like, a thing that I care about. But that cloud storage is interesting, especially yeah. if they allow it to be big, where you kind of may be streaming games if you have good enough internet. And that's yeah. cool. But, sorry, okay. we, we talk about that after Direct, if it comes out. Then. <laughs> All right. All right. So, All right, last, Steve. What else we got? Last question from Evangeline Gale asks, uh, number one 2017 game you still need to finish? Okay, I'll go first. Evil, Mine yeah, go ahead, Graham. Battlefront 2. I'm so close to it, and mm-hmm. yeah. I'll that's your yours. number one game? But that's you number one Mario? I want to finish. No. 
Oh, you but, didn't like Mario that much. No, I, I did like Mario, actually. But number one is the first one on my list that I want to take out. I'm not saying the I best one of all that I want to finish. That's the first one? All right, I can see that. That is number one on my list to finish. So and, what's the best on your list, then, that you haven't finished? Oof, that's tough. Is From it Mario? Uh, yeah, I'd say Mario. Yeah, I'd go with Mario. Okay. For me, it's Evil Within 2. Um, it's, and, and this comes from somebody that has not finished Super Mario Odyssey oh. or The Legend of Zelda Breath of the well, Wild. I was just thinking, too, <laughs> Shadow of War, too, that's, uh... Um, I, I didn't start that, so that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> nor do I own it, so it still doesn't count. Doubly doesn't count. I mean, count. for me, I'm but, uh, on Shadow of War. You do own oh, Shadow of War. yeah. But, uh, anyway, like... I still say, like, I was so excited for Evil Within 2, and I was, like, and it just got, I got into playing other things, and that's when, like, I moved across the country, and it just sort of happened right there, and it just fell by the wayside. I still say it's the best game trailer I've ever seen at E3. Yeah. Like, it, it was so good and so well done. Um, like, I watched, like, I, I could turn that game trailer as soon as we're done recording and immediately want to go play the game. Yeah. That <laughs> but, uh, was amazing. It was. And, well, there's no Kingdom Hearts uh, 3, but yeah, it was pretty good. I'm <laughs> just <yeah>. kidding. <laughs> um, so, but Bethesda does it right. Bethesda knows how to do it. They like, do. They, they put on a good E3 show, man. They just do. Um, EA could learn a lot from Bethesda. Bethesda is always my most, like, looking. I'm looking forward to Bethesda more than any of the other game shows, like, every year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably my favorite, so, favorite developer or publisher, yeah. whatever they are. But uh, but that's fine, Steve. Uh, number one, there's a lot of I rarely finish games. I know there's like the statistics out there that say most people don't finish games. The number one game I need to finish, like for my own sake, uh, that's tough. I haven't finished Breath of the Wild, but I, I haven't really wanted to. I like I I finished all but fighting the final boss, or yeah. like getting to that area, but I haven't looked forward to that. I didn't finish Mario. Horizon, same thing. So, <laughs> there's a lot of games. Uh, maybe Assassin's Creed Origins. It's, I don't know, it just hasn't hooked me the way I was hoping it would. And I don't know what it is about it. It just doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. So, it's been a little depressing. Because I heard it was like one of the best Assassin's Creed since 2, which I loved. And I loved the whole Ezio trilogy, and I was really looking forward to getting it. And I just, uh, I don't know. It just hasn't hooked me. Oh, I got my answer. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, sorry. That's the game I need okay. to finish. <laughs> yeah, you were so into that when you first started playing it. No, I love that game. Alright, cool. Anything else? No, that's it for questions. Alright, so let's get out of here. Right. Uh, thank you everybody for submitting questions. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And just as a reminder, please head on over to Facebook. If you haven't yet, please join the Game Culture Radio Forums. And submit questions we read on the show, just like the questions we read just now. If they are read, you're entered for our monthly giveaway, which we did the last episode of every single month. So please head on over and join the Gaming Culture Radio Forums on Facebook so you can be entered to win. All right. Uh, oh, also, please head on over to um, Mixer and Twitch and follow us, Gaming Culture Radio. They're all one word. Hit that follow button. It really helps us out. To, we are trying to achieve uh, affiliate status on Twitch, so if you can help us get there, that would be awesome. Helps us make the show bigger and better for you. Yeah. Well, speaking right. of Twitch, I'm pretty sure yeah. one of us has been uh, streaming something on Twitch at a con- consistently. Yeah I, yeah, I streamed the last 
four days? Four days? Yep. Really three, because the first day I had a lot of issues. Um, so I've been streaming Bloodborne. I it's, I don't know if it's my type of game. I love the Dark Souls games, but something feels off with Bloodborne, and I don't know what it is, but I, I don't have any drive to go back to it. So I, I switched over mm-hmm. to Kingdom Hearts, which I love, but it might not be the best game to stream. So I have a lot of other games that I could stream. I... I want to know what you guys want to see, so head over to Facebook. Um, I created a poll; it didn't get a lot of a lot of votes. So if you want to see me stream something, let me know. Especially Nintendo, PS4, or Xbox games, because my mm-hmm. PC I don't want to stream on the same system I'm creating my or I'm playing the games on because it's not going to work very well. So the console games are, are the ones I'm concentrating on. But I would love for you guys to come hang out. I stream for, uh, I got, you know, Blake, I already said, came out. And uh, Trooper Joe, I don't know his actual name. But he came out and hung out for like a good half hour. And we just talked and it was fun for me. Yeah. I hope it was fun for them. <laughs> but I, I, it really uh, does mean a lot if you guys would come out and at least give us a follow. But if you would want to watch for like five minutes, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, also everybody, we, I don't think we've talked about a whole lot on the show, but YouTube, we are committed to uh, doing more there. Yes. So head on over, uh, again, Gaming Culture Radio on YouTube and um, hit that follow button there. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it if you did that. Uh, Steve, did you get, you said you were going to put some videos up? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't put them up just because I didn't want to make a, a, a Bloodborne playlist when I only play sure. through three bosses, but I can put those okay. on there just to add some okay. stuff. Okay, cool. And every every episode's on YouTube, and we're going to be putting up video content as well uh, to get that rolling a little bit more. That's one of our commitments in 2018 as well. Um, as long as you guys are receptive to it, we'll continue to do it. So please help support it. All right, that's all the plugs we have for you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for episode number 77, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with episode number 78. Uh, for Graham and Steve, I'm Tyler Shane. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. And until then, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, play some great games. We'll talk to you next week. Take Bye. care, everyone. <laughs> Take care.